IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one film a fortnight from the IMDb top 250 list, but we also do a very extensive and wide range of other things, such as drafts, quizzes, games, pod v pod, what else we've been watching. I think I covered the main ones, Hendo. How did I do? Normally you critique me for every intro. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, you and your fucking fine. <laughs> As usual, I'm joined by my... Well, who are so- you? Somewhat. Who is this guy? Everyone knows who I am. <laughs> I, I need no introduction. <laughs> now for a man that needs no introduction. All right, what are we doing today? <laughs> now, why don't I ask you how you are? I don't know. Why don't you? How are you? Uh, well... Oh, I'm go. somewhat torn, Hendo, oh, because on one hand, nice, great song. Thank you. On one hand, I'm crook and I don't You're feel always well. Always crook. On the other hand, I don't want to cop the you know Your abuse, the abuse that is undoubtedly going to come. So no, nah, I'm doing really well, man. I'm you know up and about. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah, Ready I, for I, another epic battle of pod v pod. I swear, you come, you're like, oh god, I'm sick. <coughs> oh no, a cough. Oh no, I got, oh babe. Oh, close. Babe, what? <laughs> you're talking to Britt. I did not call you. You said, I swear, you come here and you're like, babe. Yeah, you're on the phone with Britt. Right, make, make some chicken noodle stoop by the time I get home, please. Some chicken noodle stoop, you reckon? You know, I'm really not shocked that you would stoop to that level of jokes there, Hendo. Damn it. I got him. I got him, folks. He's got nothing. No, I was going to say the exact same joke as you then, because I thought you'd said something else. I was going to say, well, I'm su- I'm n- not a surprise. I'm not Look at that. I'm you- sitting right here, and I just said it, and he's trying to steal my joke. Yeah. All right. You got me there. Okay. What about you, Hendo? How are you going? I'm doing all right. Much better than you, because I'm not sick. I don't have a cough or anything like that. Uh, I had a good weekend. Took the kids out to a local farming place called the Big Goose. Oh, yes. I like the Big Goose. Yeah. Good fun there. Lots of petting. Don't animals. mind the farm either. I honestly didn't even know what you said the first time. What was it? I like the big goose. I don't mind the farm either. Implying that the big goose was not the farm that I was referring to wow. in the first part. How do you not get that? I think your stoop one was better. Well, you can't beat not, stoop. Not much. That's cool. You can't beat stoop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, and no, I've had a, a pretty relaxing week, chilling out. Uh, still school holidays, so doing plenty of stuff with the kids. Taking them out for their scooter rides and... Playgrounds, all that. All right, let's let's not bear the lead here. I've no doubt all you've been doing is watching movies. No, not really. Really? Have you officially given up on the movie challenge? I've definitely stopped putting in the maximum amount of effort. And wow, I never, I never pegged you as a. Can you not see the uh, like the? I've never pegged you as a. You see the tan in my face now? No, you are not tanned. Oh, much more than you are white. Sitting in here, whiter than that white shirt you're wearing. Sitting in here watching movies, I got a nice white. Blend here. You're going out to see the sun for the first time in six months. You get a nice, you get a quick little reddish tan. <laughs> it's called burn, Hendo. It's Is called it? burn. Damn it! Only Look. you would get burnt in winter while it's raining. You turn into a tan, though, right? You wish. Ah, uh, what are we doing today, Hendo? Well, today we've got Pod V Pod Twenty Three, and today we've got a couple of other awesome Aussie podcasters out there. We've got KT and OT from the For Your Reference podcast, another great movie podcast out there. Nice. Then after that, we're going to be looking at the results of the competition. They are top five 90s comedies. And there's a couple of better results this time. A couple better of better results? Yeah, we had a You're lot. You're throwing shade on our top 80s, 80s comedies. We had two people get two of ours right. <laughs> no, we had a couple more right this time. And then after that, we'll take a look at the results of the first half of the best 1980s film tournament, the first round matches. And then we'll look at the next round matches after that. Nice. So he's going to move into that one. And then after that, we're going to take a look at what else we've been watching for the last two weeks. What else you've been watching? <laughs> yes, pretty much. I think you might hear Dean for a couple of seconds on there, but it's mostly going to be 
Daniel's turn to talk. So we don't blame you if you choose to turn off. Yes, I'll, I'll put the, the time the time that we start in there and that's where you can finish. But before we get into that, let's take a look almost the final time at the Movie Watching Challenge. I'm winning, I'm winning. And at the time of this recording, I am on 416 to Paul's 488. So this probably should be done by the time this comes out. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. So I've already I've already sent my messages. Uh, you know, a preemptive congratulations. You know, you you did well to just be smashing out seven films a day for like a week there, hmm. um, nonstop. So well done, mate. We'll, we'll give you the official congratulations. Most likely next time. Yes. All right, Dean. Let's do it. Let's get into Pod V Pod Twenty Three. Let's get ready to All right, it's time for Pod V Pod Twenty Three, Dean, where we have some of your favourite movie podcasts on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, Dean, we've got some more Aussie podcasters. We've got KT and Odie from the For Your Reference podcast. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome. What? What? Thank you. That's an Archer reference. We've started already. <laughs> uh, for anyone who hasn't heard of your podcast, why don't you give us a quick uh, summary of what your podcast is and what you guys do? Uh, we don't really have any other friends or any other life, so we watch a lot of TV shows, we watch a lot of movies, and instead of speaking in tongues, we speak in TV and movie references. So if you're kind of into uh, that. My kind of people. our language. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're kind of into that, you know, check us out if you like for your reference. Excellent. All right, so as usual, we've got our three regular movie games here. Why don't we get into it? Let's start off with our standard movie quiz. Pop quiz, asshole. And it's this very simple five questions, one point per correct guess. Super simple. Yes, it is. Start off easy. All right, we'll ask the first question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, Odie, here we go. First question is in the category of horror. What 2003 film was directed by Danny Boyle? 2003 Danny Boyle. I don't think I'm allowed to help. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no cheating, please. <laughs> In oh. every aspect, never cheat, OT. <laughs> it's a horror. Um, 2003, 2003. Um, would it be wreck? Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Get it? Wreck, wreck, wreck. Yeah. Oh, that's what we were doing. <laughs> uh, it's actually 28 days later. Oh yes. Yes the, yes, the zombie film with Killian Murphy. Yeah, I tried to get Katie to watch that a million times. Whoa, hey, we're a team. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, this is your fault, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, you want to take the first question? Sure. What do we got? Uh, yes, this is very easy, by the way. Um, Don't say that. Could you can you give me something? I won't know the answer. Then it'll be even more embarrassing. Oh, You're in a false sense of security. Uh, so Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper have been in quite a lot of movies together. What was the first one? Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. I I mean I'm thinking. Man, Dean, come on! <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not. I'm not missing an obvious one. Ah, all right. I'll say Silver Linings Playbook. Correct. Yay! You got there. All right. First question down, one to nil. Katie, you're up. Uh I'll I'll ask the question. You you go for it. Okay, in the category of dramas, what 1989 film directed by Steven Soderbergh stars James Spader and Andy McDowell? If I wasn't born, then does that mean I get a pass? No. 
You'd think. <laughs> Ghouls, I don't know. No, it's actually sex, lies, and videotape. Oh. Oh. The more you know. Sounds like <laughs> sounds go. like a fun night. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take the next question here. Let's see if we can make it 2 nil. All right. Make sure you give him the hardest question, though. Uh, well, let's see. The first original film distributed by Netflix was what? Ooh. So the first original Netflix film. Yep. Damn. See, I think I think of Beasts of No Nation, but I'm just I'm gonna do a U and just have a quick think of anything that happened before that. Jeez. You watch, it's gonna be something. It'll be an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Ooh, don't, don't you throw me off now? Oh, don't throw me off now. I'm thinking ridiculous six. No, no, nah, no, nah, I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll go with my first. I'll say Beast of No Nation. No, it's a ridiculous six. I'm kidding. It's Beast of No oh, Nation. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> God. That was just oh. epic epic shade all around there. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so I didn't even hear. What was the answer? Beast of No Nation. You're right. Oh, was yeah, I? Oh, I was too busy yelling and screaming. <laughs> you were too, you were too busy hearing the bitterness in OT's voice. That's what that was. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. All right. Heading into the third question, we've got 2-0 here, and we're back to Odie. Here we go. And your category is Hitchcock. What was the first Hitchcock movie filmed in colour? Filmed in colour? Oh, that is... Would it be The White Shadow? That is incorrect, unfortunately. It is actually Rope. Ugh. I think we need a rope. <laughs> oh, damn! Right <laughs> oh, we are horrible at this. <laughs> um, there's validity in our opinions. Please listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, Dean. Let's uh, let's. If you get this one, then uh, we've won. So shout out. <laughs> All right. What have we got? Dino. I'm relating to you as a Yo. fellow Aussie, Dino. Uh, this is Harry Potter. Oh, this is in the bag, dude. Yes. Okay, what okay. do you got? Uh, which Harry Potter movie had the longest runtime, not including the extended versions? It's actually a really, really good question. That is a really good question. Longest. Okay. I mean, I'm tempted not to say the last two because they're split. What? Okay, uh, I thought you were thinking of something different. I'm not. <laughs> I thought you were throwing a joke. You're going to put them together. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't pity laughing. It only encourages him. <laughs> uh, okay, longest. What do we got? I mean, one. It's hard because I'm thinking. I can picture all the books, and one is so small. But I'm thinking it had a lot to set up. I, I didn't preface. I didn't preface. Let's not count the rewrites we'd have to do for J.K. Rowling's frivolity and rewriting characters. Let's not count that. <laughs> Just the original release. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to say number two. I'm going to say Chamber of Secrets. Are you Are you in this room? Like, correct. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I thought it would have been a uh, philosopher's stone. because nah, I remember thinking like number two had a super long runtime. Dean is a very uh, strong Harry Potter fan, so that, that fitted quite I'm well. Strong with him. and a Harry Potter fan is the uh, 
come the up. ultimate one-two punch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was an early victory. That's awesome. All right. But we'll keep going with the questions. Let's of see how course, we go. Of course, of course. All right, KT, here's your next question. Dean, KT. go for it. All right, in the category of sci-fi, who directed Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Uh... Is that that's that that guy, the big one, Lucas George Lucas? Is that no Spielberg? No, I don't know. No, it's not Lucas or Spielberg. It is Gareth Edwards. I was giving her the eye. She should have known that. I thought that <laughs> that eye could mean a lot of things, fellas. <laughs> I won't ask which eye. <laughs> okay, I'll take our fourth question here. All right. Who was the first female director to gross over a hundred million? God, another good question. Hmm. I will take a punt here, and I, I might even add the movie into. Not that it would count, but I'm just going the, the female director. I'm gonna say Catherine Bigelow for Point Break. Nope. The correct answer is Penny Marshall for the movie Big in 1988. Ah, all right. Damn. Cool. Oh. Love Big. Okay. All right. Swing me an easy one. Well, uh, this is a, uh, co- what is it? Uh, collab. Collab. Yeah, collaboration. collaboration. So you guys can talk about this one. It is in the category of actors. Which actor has been portrayed the most on screen by other actors? Oh, that's Ooh. an interesting one, isn't it? It is an interesting one. We try our best. <laughs> uh, someone, someone of note. You've got like uh, Walt Disney. He's got quite a few movies about him. Does he? Yeah. I don't, I don't think enough to be the most portrayed person. Okay, we'll bring some suggestions to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, would it be, what do you reckon about Charlie Chaplin? Oh, yeah, actually, let's do that. Yes, let's do that. Is that your answer? Um, Just a second. Charlie Chaplin or, um, yeah, we'll go with Charlie Chaplin. Nailed it. Very good. Oh, you got it. See, you try to, you try to <laughs> twist it there. Who? How? We try to make us double guess ourselves. Are you sure? Oh, come on. <laughs> really? You know, That's what you're going with? We don't want some Eddie Maguire <laughs> shit, all right? You want to lock it in, Eddie? <laughs> That's for the Australian listeners. <laughs> oh, all right. We've got one question left for our collab. Let's see what we've got. You live in the world of movies, so let's go straight to the Academy Awards. Which three films have won the most Oscars of all time? And there's three of them. Three. Okay. Can we just smash out some Titanic, Lord of the Rings, Three King, or oh, Return of the King? Yeah. And, and Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Well, just yeah, because because La La Land got nominated, but didn't win the most. Yeah, La La Land so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're correct there with uh, Return of the King, Titanic, and Ben Hur. So let's just smack those out. Those three. Those three. Correct, guys. Bang. Yes. Smack that all over. We love our we love our best pitches. <laughs> And all of our nominees and Academy Award winners. Nah, very good. Are we the worst performing so far in Pod vs. Pod? No, you're <laughs> no, not. No, nah. no, no. I'm, I will say that uh, we personally have got uh, nil out of five on uh, more than one occasion. Yeah. So don't don't fear. You, you, you're probably on par with uh, most Pod v. Pods that we do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when you have those... Uh, we, we've been together for a while so I wouldn't know personally but when you have those dating profiles and you always make sure that you've got hot people in there so they think you're the hot one <laughs> is, is that what you, you guys are doing? I to preface that with so much, with so much warning like, like I wouldn't personally know <laughs> but I was on this app the other day <laughs> 
I wouldn't. And apparently, yeah, exactly. you could do this. I wouldn't personally know, but I won't give OT my password. But just trust me. Like. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So that was a uh, four to one. So bad luck there, guys. But let's see how you go in our second game, which is. Wait a don't I know you from somewhere? Where both teams have three actors or actresses and the other team have to guess what is their known for movies on their IMDb page. All right, guys, we asked the question first in the first round, so you guys can ask, give us the first actor to us and I'll go first this time. Uh, the ever-eternal Tony Collette. Tony Collette, okay. Yes. All right, so I've got four guesses here. So I, I'm going to go Aussie. I'm going to start off with Muriel's Wedding. Incorrect. Oh, jeez. So they're probably going to go American. All right. Let's. Let, all right. Jeez. Hmm. All right. Let's. Let's go super recent. Let's go hereditary. Correct. Very good. Cool. Uh, I guess I'm going to throw out the sixth sense. Yes. All right. Two. I'm happy with two. It's always good to get two. Yeah. Feels good. Two. Two's the bar. Now for a third. See if I can get three here. Hmm. Tony Collette. What else has she done? I really don't want to go back Australian. Keep it American. Now I'm even struggling to get a fourth Tony Collette film here. You should be ashamed of yourself. I know, right? Where do we exile him? Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Oh, dear. This is not looking good. Oh, I feel really bad now. I can't even think of a fourth film. You can do it. I know we're, I know it's a competition, but I believe in you. That's that's more praise and compliment. You don't know him very well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day when I had faith in him. <laughs> a long, long Those time ago. Simpler times. It was 84 years ago. <laughs> that's a Titanic reference. Oh, I got I got it. <laughs> uh, Dean, keep talking. Let me think here. I will do no such thing. <laughs> oh, man. Has she has she done any I other think, big starring roles? No, I can't call it. Nah, I'm done. Uh, I can't think of another Disappointing. one. I personally probably would have guessed uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Personally, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Aha! <laughs> all Suck right. it, Endo. <laughs> what was the um? What was the fourth one? The other one was uh, about a boy, but I really didn't remember her being. Oh, was she the mum? Yeah, probably. I wouldn't have picked that. I, I haven't seen that film. No, neither have I. Nicholas Holt and yeah. Hugh Grant, or at least his hair. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Yeah. All right, I'm okay with two. I'm just shattered I couldn't think of a You should be disappointed. You uh, couldn't think look, of four Colette movies. Little <laughs> Sunshine, I don't think I would have got. It's an ensemble. I don't think of her in that film. But let's move on. Who wants to go first out of you two? I'll go first again. Okay. Okay. Your first actor is John Travolta. Ooh, Ooh. John Travolta. Um, Pulp Fiction? That is not there. Oh, that stings. Oh, wow. All right. Um, what else has John Travolta been in? Do, 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 the question do. on everyone's <laughs> lips. On their chap lips. Hairspray? Oh, what? Wow. what? Well done. I'm, good. Good. <laughs> I'm disappointed in the world or whoever's in charge of that algorithm. <laughs> I can't even look at you right, right? now. If it was going to be something ridiculous, at least be that Scientology movie he did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that's two. well. That's one. Um, what's his most recent one? The really ridiculous one that he did. Gotti. Which one? <laughs> oh, the, the gangster one. Yeah, Gotti. Uh, no, Gotti is not there. It should be though. Just, just to show how, <laughs> loop, how low he'll stoop. All right, you have Gotti. One more guess. Oh, 
Nice. Appreciate that. That wasn't, that was not good. That was awesome. (laughs) John Travolta. Um, There's this movie he did with um, Nicolas Cage, I think. Mask. No. Uh, It's escaping me. Face off. Snap. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. I'm going to take his face off. Uncanny. <laughs> Uncanny, I know. Okay, so you got two out of four then. Bravo. The two that you missed, one was the weird Scientology thing, Battlefield Earth, <laughs> and the other one was Get Shorty. Really? Battlefield Earth is what's on there? Yeah, the Scientologists probably paid to put that on there. <laughs> well, they can afford it. Yes. They have all of Tom Cruise's money. I think someone should audit the site. No, but this is what makes it so fun. Yes. We like the weird stuff. <laughs> All right, first round done here. It's two apiece. Okay, and uh, Katie, you're up. No, Dean's up. No, oh, Dean's yeah. up. Yeah, always forget about you. All right. Of course you do. <laughs> All right, Dean. Um, yours is Dean Winters. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> We're there, this uh, just for you. <laughs> this could... Uh, it could be in some strife here. <laughs> Dean Winters, eh? Come on, surely you know anyone who has your first name. Um, I'm proud to say there aren't many other deans that I've encountered. Uh, yeah, listen, this is uh, this is a first. I have no idea who Dean Winters is. Oh, oh no. I am unfortunately going to have to take the zero. Jeez. <laughs> what would I do? I have no idea who this person is. Dean, you're such a letdown. Uh, in all fairness, I don't know who he is either. Oh, he's, he's, really? he's, like, he's like in everything, and whenever you see him, he's great. He's good fun. Oz, Sounds much like me. He's in Oz. He's in... Oh, we might as well go through the list, right? Yeah. Go through it. So he's in John Wick. P.S. I love you. I haven't seen it. 30 Rock. Law and Order oh. SVU. Oh, that is a rough... I mean, come on. <laughs> Two TV reckon, shows on there? I reckon that is the hardest one we've ever encountered. You didn't even choose one. You're like, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. I mean, what am I meant to do? Yeah, to be fair, I would have done it. So, wow. All right. Deep cut. Thanks for that. (laughs) Uh, Hold on a sec while we just change what we were going to give you. I thought we were friends. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we establish we have no friends? (laughs) Yes, yes, that is correct. All right. KT, let's see if you can extend this two-point lead now with Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan Rickman, he's in Die Hard. Do I have to say which one? The first one. That is true. And it is on there. Yay! Uh, Harry Potter, do I have to say which one again? Absolutely. Oh, no. Uh, the Philosopher's Stone, because it's the first one. No. Oh, rats. Which is the one? Surely it's not Spoiler Town, but which is the one where he dies? <laughs> <laughs> what? I haven't seen them yet. It's okay. J.K. Rowling will change the character soon enough. Uh, <laughs> I'll say the Deathly Hollows part one. No. Oh, maybe I need to leave that alone. Alan Rickman, rest in peace, you lovely man. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to blow it all out. I'm gonna get zero. No, I've got one. Good for me. Um, yeah, you've got one. Uh, What's wrong with getting zero? <laughs> 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 I'm quite proud of it, to be honest. Oh, no. uh, Harry Potter and I'll just say Deathly Hollows Part 2, surely. 
Yes, that's oh. a new one. See what you did? You're trying to make me think to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, now you got two there, which actually puts you in the two-point lead now. Uh, the other two that were on there was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. A classic. And Galaxy Quest. Oh, I don't think we've watched Galaxy mm. Quest. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't either. Me neither. <laughs> it's quite popular out there in it's, the world, it's, though. It's surprisingly popular. Considering I've never seen it, well, uh, that's how movies that's how movies are judged, though, based on if you've seen them or not. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, last round here. We're down two points here, Dean. So we need to get at least three to. Oh God! Oh, no, we can take two for a tie at least. All right. But yeah, it's a collaboration. So let's we see. Better know who this person is. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, Ian McShane. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Okay, so. We'll have a quick chat here, so don't don't yeah, lock don't in any answers yet. Confirm or deny until we tell you. Okay. All right. So I Deadwood. Yeah, you can think Deadwood for I sure. I will think Deadwood. What? Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, San we Francisco cocksucker. We got to go, John Wick. He's the main. No, 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 no. He's yeah. He, oh shit. He's not the he's not the bad guy. He's the he's like the the owner of the hotel. But which one? One or two? Or even three? Not gonna be three. Probably, probably one. Have you guys seen Could three be one, yet? Yeah. No, no, we haven't. Oh, sh- come on. I'm really ashamed of myself. <laughs> it should be. More so than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could pick two. He's much more prominent in number two, I think. Can you think of anything? Oh, I just watched Sexy Beast the other day. And How was it? it? Was he sexy? More of a beast. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think we should put that in there. Surely we've got to say uh, Game of Thrones, probably, Endo. What do you reckon? For that one episode, he oh, was it's in. a good episode. No, though. we're not doing that. <laughs> I reckon if we do Deadwood, the team, but obviously Deadwood, uh, we can go uh, Sexy Beast, and then maybe we go John Wick One and Two if we can't think of an extra one. Do you want to? We'll go Deadwood. Of course, it has to be Deadwood. Okay. All right, we'll go Deadwood. Lock in Deadwood. Correct. Okay. Well, I think we got to go Sexy Beast. I mean, you're the one that's saying that. All right, Sexy Beast. Incorrect. Ooh, it's a gut punch. Right. Not really. I feel like we're really going to struggle with this one. John Wick. John Wick 1 and 2. That's probably his biggest movies that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Well, let's go which one first. I mean, do we have anything else to go to? <laughs> uh, I honestly, like, I just know him as Deadwood. Yeah. What else is he in? I feel like he's been in something. He has been in something. Not in The Hobbit or something, is he? What? I have no idea. Let's let's go number. Let's go John Wick first. John Wick first. Yeah, the first John Wick. The first John Wick. Let's. Do you want to do it? Okay. John Wick. Correct. Oh, okay. There's two. We got tie so far. Uh, Would they put two John Wicks on there? Hey, I've seen some of these lists on IMDb where it's all four of them are just like from the entire franchise or something that they're in. Could do two. Like I said, can you can you think of something else that he's been in? Hmm. I'm pretty sure he got famous for Deadwood. So I don't think there's anything prior to the early 2000s. He's an older gentleman. I bet he was in a shitload of stuff before Deadwood. I think we take John Wick 2. All right, do it. John Wick Chapter 2. Incorrect. Ah, I told you. No, you didn't. You couldn't give me another one. All right, what were the other ones? Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, Blackbeard. Of course. Yeah. Never would have picked it. It's, no. it's weird how they rank these, right? Uh, and then the other one was Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Always the voices. They're killers. Yeah. Okay, I'm oh, two. I think that was our ceiling there. So, 
uh, we are on your score right now. We're on four, and you guys have an open round here. So Uh-oh. get one right, Uh-oh. and you win this round. All right. The actor for you two to collab on is Gerard Butler. Oh, we love. Uh, we stand. Can I? Can I? Oh, what, sorry. What we're discussing. Think? We're discussing and yep, listening for, for your cues. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, Gerard Butler. Sorry, I was thinking of Jared Leto. What is 300 that? would be I automatically, I automatically changed the actor in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've already locked in Dallas Buyers Club. Sorry, Gerard Butler, yes. Uh, 300's an option. He was in that one with that uh, uh, disagreeable woman, uh, Catherine Heigl. Would that be fair? Surely be. not. Well, Gerard Butler. Or was it Hilary Swank? There was the yes, one. I love you. I think that was him. There was the one with him um, where he's a bodyguard, not a secret service agent. Oh, White like House the, Down? The one with Channing Tatum? Oh, was that Channing Tatum? Well, I don't think anyone's hiring Gerard Butler, so we can count any recent years out. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, Gerard Butler. <laughs> what what else the... has he been in? Well, how many did we do just now? Like three. All right, so we have 300. Yes, I love you. Are you sure he was there? Right. Okay, fine. Yes, that's, right. that's, fine, that's fine, a pseudo fine. option. Fine. P.S. I love you. You guys White are cute, house. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we think, and everyone's just, like, why are they together? How does just, this even Just trying to record a podcast here, and you guys won't stay. Stop saying you love each other. And <laughs> <laughs> every sentence. Oh, hey, what do you think about 300? By the way, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the movie. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> What else was he on? I know he was in the... I think the most recent one I've seen him in is Geostorm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He was in a movie with uh, Jamie Foxx, our Django man. White House Down. No. It's the one that had like a really big twist and it blew everyone's pants off. Gerard uh, Butler. No, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's blown off some pants in his day. Let him, let him blow your pants off, OT. Let it happen. I'll start a petition for it. Uh, yeah, law-abiding uh, law citizen. Yes, I'm going to fight you. You need to put that. There. Are you sure it's not White House down? White flag. White House down. Okay, fine. This will be the last appearance we ever do. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. Recap. What do we have? Three hundred, definitely. Three hundred. P.S. I love you. Law-abiding citizen and. White House down. But I want to change PS I love you because I feel like that's not him. That's code for I don't love you anymore, OT. Um, <laughs> no, he was in a movie with Jennifer Aniston. How important are the movie titles? <laughs> 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 no, it was it was called Bounty. It was called Bounty Hunter. So let's do that. Let's lock it in. Let's lock it in. All right. Cool. Um, three hundred. Surely has to be there. Yeah, you got it. You win. <laughs> Correct. Well the rest don't matter. <laughs> Law-abiding citizen. Yep, very good. That's there. Yep. P.S. I love you. Uh, no. See what you did. I thought I was bucking you. What's your last one? White House down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I, I love the confidence. White House down. <laughs> White House down. You're talking about the. You're talking about the uh, Channing Tatum, Jamie Fox film. Are you thinking of Olympus Has Fallen? The oh. Jamie. The, the, the Gerard Butler, Morgan Freeman film. <laughs> oh yeah, I mixed up my. 
Are you guys looking for a, a, another rambunctious Kenyan host? Because I've got one for you right here. For your reference. Oh, uh, I was so sure good. about that. No, you did all right, though. You oh, still won it. We could tell. Six, six to four in the end, so you did good there. The other two you missed out on was the Bounty Hunter. I don't know how you managed to get to that. Oh. If only someone said that. <laughs> And the last one was Phantom of the Opera. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Really? <laughs> yeah, wow. he played the okay. Phantom apparently of the Opera. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because you guys won. Yeah, well done. Well done. I Came love that you're like strong. guys. Stop fighting. You're like guys. Stop fighting. You won. No, it's the principal guys. <laughs> <laughs> principal. All right, so that's one game apiece heading into the last round, which is always great. We love doing that because How we like it. We let our listeners decide on who's going to win because it's time for our movie drive. Okay, you guys got to choose what the theme of the draft was. What did you guys pick? Uh, we chose movies that came out of Blumhouse Productions. It's quite a timely sort of powerhouse at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and they have a they have a model of doing like a budget under like five million ish, mm. which is quite nice as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice pick. It's something a bit different. We're we're used to specific years or like genres, but no, this is a good a good production theme. I like it. All right, which team would you like to go first here? We'd like to go fast. Okay, and who is going to go first out of used to? Katie. All right. It, right answer, correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, what is your first pick? The 2017 thriller Get Out. It's a very good pick. Very good pick. Okay, that swings over to us now. Dean, you can go first. Thank you, Hendo. You're welcome. Uh, okay. I am going to take Whiplash. Surprised it took you that long to think about it. Great film. Isn't it? Okay, and that brings it to me. And... Look, I'm going to have to pick a film that I really, really, really liked from last year. Uh, I'm going to go Black Klansman. Great pick. Thank you. All right, OT, on to you. I would go with Upgrade 2018. Yeah. That's <laughs> really hoping to get that. That's a good one. <laughs> but now that you guys have picked it, I've just realised what a terrible <laughs> film it is. I can't believe I didn't realise that until now. <laughs> Most of it was shot in Melbourne, Victoria. I did not know that. It's quite the place. Oh, well, it is Lee Wanell, the old Aussie director yeah. who did Saw. So yeah, I can see that. All right, KT, you can take your third pick for the, the team there. What do you got? Split. I mean, it's like we, we have our list here and you just, we're just running down the list here. <laughs> it's like a bingo card, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, that's a good pick. All right, Dean, over to you. What are you going to go with? Okay, I think it's here where the quality might drop somewhat. Uh, I'm going to go with the movie I saw at the cinemas and pretty much shut my pants. So I'm going to go with Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I have not seen that, so I will not judge. Thank you. Welcome. I'm not used to you not judging me. I know. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> uh, my pick, our fourth pick overall. Hmm. Jeez. It's really, it's really starting to dip here. I think the one that stands out for me here, I'm going to take the the new Halloween 2017 version. 2018 version, I should say. Nice. Awesome. Bravo. I Thank love you. It. Thank you. <laughs> we did not even have that on our list. Ooh. Be the decider. <laughs> <laughs> All right, OT, why um, don't you pick what's on your list? Insidious. 
2011. Not on our list. Oh, shade. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a I'm not a big horror guy, so it really just uh, went, slipped through the cracks for me. Yeah, I never bothered to see it either. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, apparently it's popular. So that could be good for you. But the last pick here is a collaboration, so you guys can have a chat about what you're going to choose last year. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm tossing up between The Purge because aside from the fact that it's been milked for all it's worth, the concept of it was quite good and I think it was executed quite well in the first one. Or we go a bit obscure and we do like the Belko experiment. But then if we want people to vote, maybe they haven't watched that. So what do you think? We definitely go with the more popular one, which is The Purge. Okay, well, The Purge then. <laughs> All right, that's that solves that argument. <laughs> All right, the purge, not a bad pick there out of the the ones that we were considering here, but time for our last pick. And Dean, I've got three films here. Yeah. Uh, I honestly like. I, I think it's between the visit, hush, and the gift. And I, honestly, but. I know I'm going to cut you off here, but I really think... I didn't say anything. No, but you're about to. <laughs> I really Before think... you do that, I think we should talk about The Visit. No, okay, I'm not, yeah. I really don't want to choose that. That's third episode. because you haven't seen it. I don't want to. I don't plan to. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's going to be a good pick. You're not into old grandmas? No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> no, I think you have some idea. <laughs> no. Now he'll watch it. You watch. <laughs> Uh, I, I think we should go The Gift. I think that was quite, uh, I wouldn't say super popular, but very well received when it was out. That's that Jason Bateman movie, right? That is. Joel Edgerton. Yeah, I, I guess it's okay. You know. Oh, look it's at this. Right. Look at the shade. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they're all pretty... They're I mean, I, pretty I've seen happy. Hush and I didn't like it, so I'd rather I like not Hush. Hush was, Hush was interesting. I think we go The Gift. All right, go The Gift. All right, we're going to take The Gift. Nice. Okay, so that's going to do it. Let's take a look at these teams here. We have got Whiplash, Black Klansman, Paranormal Activity, the 2018 Halloween, and The Gift. And you guys have got Get Out, Upgrade, Split, Insidious, and The Purge. That is, uh, oh, I'm a little nervous, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned for this one. That team, you've got a swell uh, team there. Oh, no, I was thinking I the other way. it's all up to preference as well. It's up to preference what people are into. It absolutely is, and that's why we love putting it out. it's quite spread. We love putting it out as a blind draft. That way people aren't voting based off the podcast themselves. They're voting based off the teams, and that's what we like. Keep it fair. Nice. And so that draft will, by the time this episode comes out, that draft will be done, and we'll already know our results. But I think I think it's going to be a, a good match here. Some really good, really good teams we've got put forth here. All right, that is going to do it today. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. Not a Thank problem. Thank you so much for having us. Hopefully you had as much fun as uh, – and hopefully I didn't turn off too many senses. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the IMDb Journey podcast. <laughs> All right. Where can the listeners find you guys? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, we are For Your Ref Pod, uh, and our website is – FYPodcast.com. Yeah, we're on most sort of podcast channels, including SoundCloud as well. Excellent. And we'll be playing your promo later on in the episode too. So be sure to go check out for your reference. Great podcast. And thank you so much, guys. I just want to say shout out to the Double Ds at IMDb Journey. We appreciate <laughs> it so much. Is that the first time you've been called Double Ds? No, uh, fellow oh, friend Gidget right. Von she always calls us Double Ds, but um, it's an endearing. It's an endearing. We love Double Ds. So. <laughs> We're all friends here. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you very much, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much. All right. See ya. All right, Dean, it is time for... That's my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you guys to give us your top five 90s comedies. And this was a little bit better than last time. Not as many people. Slightly. Yeah. As always, let's take a look at who got none of our top five over on Twitter first. First one is last week's winner, Ben Mulverhill. Unlucky mate. Took a dive. He's gone dazed and confused. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a comedy. That's more ridiculous than your Back to the Future comedy. Are you talking to him or me? Because it was both of our number ones. Both of you. <laughs> uh, Toy Story, Home Alone, and The Big Lebowski. Nice. That's the great thing about the 90s. The comedies are fantastic. Can't disagree with you there, mate. Next up from Billy Gray, American Pie, My Cousin Vinny, which is awesome, by the way. Have you seen My Cousin Vinny? I have not. Oh, man, I laughed hard the first time I watched that. Uh, Dead Man on Campus. You seen that? No. My name is Cliff, brother What are you doing? Joe. I'm not going to get this. Got me some crack. I want me some hoes. <laughs> Hilarious. Loaded Weapon and Problem Child. Next one from Angie Bulkley, Half Baked. PCU, More Rats, Wayne's World, and Friday. Nice. <laughs> Next up from M Boren B Z K R K. How am I meant to pronounce that? You did it perfect. Uh, Truman Show, Big Lebowski, as good as it gets. What about Bob? Have you seen What About Bob? Nope. Bill Murray, it's a classic. And The Full Monty, I bet you've seen that. Nope. Okay. And our last one here on Twitter from 21st Century Thought Criminal, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, and the number five pick, Tommy Boy. Wow, it's really gone for the win there. You got so close. You got so close. Over on Facebook, from Robert Stewart, we've got Office Space, Army of Darkness, Liar Liar, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. That's the one. And Mars Attacks. And the last one over on Facebook's from your lovely wife, Brittany. She's gone. Pretty Woman. <laughs> Clueless. Ten Things I Hate About You. Cruel Intentions. The Comedy Cruel Intentions and The Wedding Singer. Over on our Patreon page from Brother Shane, we have Bean, the movie. He has a strange love of that you film. You need to do it right. Oh, Bean. <laughs> Bean. Uh, number two, Austin Powers 1. Number three, Austin Powers 2, followed by American Pie and There's Something About Mary. Thank you, everyone, for putting in your responses there. But, Dean, it's time to get to our top five 90s comedies. As usual, mate, we'll kick it off with you. What's your number five? My number five is the always hilarious Hook. <laughs> okay, it may be a stretch that it's a comedy, but I love Hook so goddamn much. Hook's as much as a comedy. It is more of a As comedy. much as Back to the Future is a comedy. That is not true at all. Back to the Future is sci-fi, is adventure, is... Is Hook not adventure? No, it's all laughs all the time. <laughs> it is Robin Williams at his peak. Peak Robin Williams? Have to save Maggie. Have to save Jack. That's not even Robin Williams. Fuck <laughs> is back. All right, Hendo, what's your number five? My number five is Groundhog Day. Okay. Interesting placement there, Hendo. My number four is Happy Gilmore. Interesting place too, because that is also my number four. So it's not interesting. It's accurate. Can't it be interesting? Can't it be both? No, it cannot. And that brings me to my number three, the highly, highly underrated, highly, highly underseen... Jim Belushi classic, Mr. Destiny. Cue uh, unfunny joke from Hendo. No, I'll just I'll let the listeners just soak in this. In oh, this. they'll be soaking <laughs> in sweat <laughs> from all the laughing they'll be doing when they see it. Oh no 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 no! 
All right, Hendo, your number three. My number three is the Big Lebowski. Ah, cool. <laughs> My number two, you want to talk peak Robin Williams, because I know you do. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. I thought we just did. Didn't you just say we are we at peak Robin Williams at Hook? You know you're good when you can peak your peak. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, my number two is Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. I've only seen the action uh, gangster film Lockstock. Is that why you put it on your British comedies list? Damn it, did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> Dickhead. Well, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right. And my number one, Groundhog Day. Where it should be. Eh, okay. At least it's on your list. But you know what my number one is? I've actually forgotten. Is it Back to the Future 3? <laughs> no, it's Clerks. Of course it is. Oh, fuck. You and Clerks. Love me some Clerks. All right, and that brings us to our joint list. And we've got number five, Mrs. Doubtfire. Number four, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Why are you laughing? Nothing. Why are you laughing? Because it's so funny. Oh, <laughs> I don't, you really want to start throwing shade at my pick, even though, even though... You've got it on a comedy list yourself. I'm just looking at the this uh, five to one. I think I should have done five, three, and one, and you should have done three and. Who gives a shit? No, no, four and two. Number three, Happy Gilmore. Oh, good pick. Uh, number two, Clerks. <laughs> number one, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. All right, let's take a look at the top three. In third spot is the For Your Reconsideration podcast. They've gone with from five to one, Happy Gilmore, Dumb and Dumber, Office Space. Groundhog Day and South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. So two out of five there. Well done, guys. Previous winner, Bagwan Shetty, has gone with 10 Things I Hate About You, Rushmore, The Big Lebowski, Groundhog Day, and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels with two correct. And an honourable mention for The Big Lebowski. And Bagwan was primed and ready to take another win here, but I'm telling you, 11th hour, we got a new pick in, and it's from Ryan Taylor over on Twitter. He's gone with from five to one, Dumb and Dumber, Groundhog Day, Office Space, The Big Lebowski, and Clerks. He's also he's gone with two correct with one honorable mention, but the two he picked were our top two. So well done there, Ryan. You snatched it right at the end there. So we'll get in contact with you and we'll send you out some sweet, sweet merch. Now for next week's competition, it's going to be a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah. Less funny, more cartoonish, you could say. Yes, that's right. I wasn't really talking about that. I was talking about the way we were going to be doing the, the competition. <laughs> First off, our question will be, what is your favourite 2D animated film, non-anime? Yes. Oddly specific from us. Yes. <laughs> but how we'll do the competition now is all you guys have to do is just give us your number one. What's your favourite one of all time? And if you pick either of our number ones, you'll go into the draw and we'll pull out a random number or into a random person and you'll get some sweet merch. Yes. We feel like the uh, top five may be asking a little much of some people. Some top fives are pretty hard, especially if you don't have, you know, it ready to go or you have to yeah. think about it for a really long time. Maybe your number one, you know, a little we, bit easier. We get it. We yeah, get it. I understand. There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean, it is time to find out the results of the first half of the first round of our best 1980s film tournament. So in the first match here, The Empire Strikes Back obviously takes out Akira with an 89% victory. Next up, we had a Raging Bull raging its way over my neighbour Totoro, 73% to 27%. Dean's going to love this one. Once Upon a Time in America takes out Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind with an 82% victory. As it should. Next up, we had Das Boot rightly losing to Platoon, 82 to 18 And after that, we had a very close match, closest match of the round. 
We had Grave of the Fireflies versus Gandhi. And with a 51% victory, it is Grave of the Fireflies. Hmm. And next up, we have the match Scarface against Blade Runner. Now, Hendo and I, we have a, uh, a bet on this as we often like to do. Yep, we fill out our bracket tournaments. and So we actually had two results different, and this was one of them. I actually picked Scarface to win, and Hendo had Blade Runner. And so, of course, Blade Runner won 69%. Yes. So well done, Hendo. <laughs> Thank you. That's one point up for me right now. The next match here, the Terminator takes out Cinema Paradiso. I'm a little sad about that. It was always going to Yeah, I know. 78% victory, so well done there for the Terminator. And lastly is the other pick that we had different. We had Full Metal Jacket against The Thing. Now, I took Full Metal Jacket, and I went for The Thing, and he won again. So, The Thing, 52% winner over Full Metal Jacket. It's a nice little spot to be in right now. Two points up. Very nice. But that moves us into the back half of the first round matches. All right. We have... The hilarious Back to the Future up against the number 31 seed, Paris, Texas. Next up is Die Hard against Ron. Next up, we have Aliens versus The Princess Bride. Next one here is another Star Wars movie. It's Return of the Jedi against Stand By Me. Ooh. Next up, Raiders of the Lost Ark takes on Castle in the Sky. Good luck to that film. Still on the theme of Indiana Jones here, we have Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade against the Elephant Man. Hmm. The Shining takes on Dead Poets Society. The last match here is Amadeus taking on Come and See. All right, some interesting matchups there. Yeah, we'll see those results coming up shortly. Yes, we will. All right, we're going to play you a promo for this episode's guest for your reference podcast. Go out there and check them out. Listen to their promo. They're a great podcast. They are. All right, we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Hey, friends and potential lovers. Have you ever felt so passionately after watching a TV show or movie but not have a pal to share it with? Allow us the honour of keeping you company with our weekly podcast, For Your Reference, with your host, KT. Hello, team. Each episode, we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with. Subs versus dubs, but I think we all know the answer to that one. How important is a cohesive narrative? Does the best character always mean the most character development? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? If you've got a little room in your rotation for salacious frivolity, check out For Your Reference, where you listen to podcasts. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show to get our name out there and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and another personal favourite of mine, CastBox. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can contact us on Twitter at twitter.com slash imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, why not check out our Patreon where we post another weekly show breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. 
Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this week, Hendo? Well, Dean, we've got a special little breakdown coming up on our Patreon. We gave the patrons an offer to choose one of the other three Quentin Tarantino films in the top 250 that we'll give them a full breakdown on, and they have selected Pulp Fiction. Shock horror. I know. Tell me about it. (laughs) So we are going to be giving them a full-fledged breakdown. We are going to get stuck into this film. Yes, it is an extraordinarily popular film, and uh, yeah, we kind of like it, so... (laughs) Now, this breakdown will eventually be on the main feed because it's obviously in the top 250, but just for the patron exclusive, we're going to drop this down to our dollar level. So anyone who wants to join up to our patron for just as little as a dollar will pick up this episode and a couple other things we've done. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. The good. The bad. All right, before we get into this, I just want to remind everyone, as usual, we will not be spoiling the films we're about to talk about. So if you haven't seen them, never fear, we will not spoil them. Now, I think I said last time on the Pod V Pod that you like to keep your numbers down so that you have more time during the podcast to hurl jokes and think of funny things to say. Oh, God, you're putting pressure on me now. How many have you seen in the last two weeks? Uh, three that I'll be... Mentioning today. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. How many have you seen, well, Mr. I'm, loser of the challenge? I'd like to have a little back and forth here, but I guess I'm just going to be talking for a while here. I must admit, this is probably going to be the, the last time I do a massive bulk number. Surely you could have done some more cuts. Nope. I did enough cuts already, thanks. I'm not going to be talking about the Child's Play series or the DC animated films I've been watching. I'm going to be talking about one DC animated film, but I've seen 33 that I'm going to be talking about. Okay. Yes. So let's get into it. Number 33. I think I said last time uh, about The Rim of the World. Ah, yes, The Rim. Yeah, it's going to be the worst film of the year. Uh, I take that back. This is the worst film of the year. After. Ah. Wow. After. This is a disaster. But the poster looks so sexy. It's so bad. Is it raunchy? No. Is it like... It looks like D-grade porn, like soft core. That's it's, what I'm expecting and hoping for when so, I watch this. It's so soft. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Really? <laughs> what are you referencing here? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is just an asshole, like a, the worst person imaginable. You are not. You don't know who you're rooting for. Stop it. You make it too easy for me. <laughs> I'm trying. I need you to talk. I was actually trying to get you to watch it just so you could see how ridiculous it was. I really, I think you still should. You, you need to have some films at the end of the year where you're like, yeah, this no, was just if, garbage. If this is terrible. If you're actually saying this is the worst film of the year you've seen, then it's not enjoyable. No, it's it not, is. No, well, then it shouldn't be your worst film. If a movie is so bad that you find it funny, it should not be at the bottom. It's funny to trash. It's not funny like – it's not It's not great like, oh, it's, let's watch it for hilarious, hilariosity and that. Anyway, this is the worst film of the year, half a star. Okay. I'm not don't don't worry about it now. I want to have a nice conversation with you, but no, you chose to make soft and hard jokes. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number thirty-two film is a film from the late eighties. It's called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yeah. That guy from Guardians, Mary Poppins, y'all. He's in it. Michael Rooker, yes. It's meant to be oh, Yeah. It's meant to be really good in it. Mm. Nah, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? I, was this one for your movie watching challenge? Oh, I've got a lot more of these to go, don't I? I? I just didn't understand the purpose of this film. Like, are we supposed to enjoy what these scummy people are doing? This is It's basically about a serial killer and they go around and enjoy killing people. And that's really it. There's Are we supposed to sympathise with these Is it based people? on a real serial killer? 
Is it Bundy? No, it's not Bundy. I think it's a, another guy who was named Henry, but I don't think how I don't know how much of it is truth. There's, I think it's basically about his name and he's a serial killer. I, mean, I understand. We spo- I, I, I didn't know. Are we supposed to be satisfied with, with where this film ended up? Are we supposed to just feel like grossly uncomfortable and sick to our stomach watching these awful people just viciously murder innocent people? Because I just was watching, I just feel like, why am I watching this? This is foul. Not, like, that's all it was. It's absolute trash. It's one star. Okay. My number 31 is Hot Rod. Is that 2019 film? There's a 2007 comedy, comedy. With uh, Andy Samberg and all those people. Ah, yeah. I, I wouldn't pick Danny you. McBride. wouldn't pick you as a Andy Samberg fan. I mean, I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you like Jizz in My Pants? That's nah, okay. It's a bit, bit outdated now. It's hilarious. <laughs> this, I don't know, like this movie is just terrible. Like, it's, it's, you talk about outdated. All these jokes are outdated. This, you talk so, about outdated. Yeah, you, I will. The, this movie is just not funny at all. I don't think I laughed once. Which apparently is blasphemy because there's a lot of people they're like, oh, Hot Rod's so funny. It's, it's, it's awesome. You should check it out. No, it's, it was dumb. It was stupid. Didn't like it at all. Okay. One star. Here's a review for Hot Rod by I Understood That Reference. I absolutely love Hot Rod, one of the Lonely Island's earlier works, and it's completely underrated. Amazing 80s soundtrack as well with a great cast. Infinitely quotable. Duh, to each their own. Okay, on to my number 30, which is James Cameron's directorial debut, Piranha Part 2, The Spawning. You even heard of this film, Dean? Did James Cameron direct it? He did direct it. Oh, then yes, I have heard and of holy it. holy shit, has he come a long way from this film? Is it good? Sounds good. It is quite boring. Is it one of the highest grossing films of all time? Just tell me I that. think he was trying to get there. Maybe he threw in a re-release it at some point. <laughs> First 40 minutes are completely boring. Like, it, it's just, it's not good at all. But, but, once that 40 minute mark hits, holy shit, it just becomes this unintentionally hilarious riot. Piss poor acting, don't get me wrong. Movie is not good to look at at all. Overall, generally pretty terrible, but I do give the film massive kudos for the very good-looking practical gore effects they had going here. Some of those films back in the late, in the early '80s, started to put in terrible, terrible effects. The thing, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but overall, I think the only thing that was going for this was these good practical effects. But overall, everything else is absolutely garbage, and it gets one and a half from me. Which moves me on to my number 29, and it is a Netflix documentary called The Legend of Cocaine Island. Ooh. That sounds... Stimulating. High on the list of films I should watch. (laughs) I mean, you're struggling. That took a while. (laughs) Sorry, I switched off a little bit. So, what this film is about is a family man with no drug running experience searches the Caribbean for a lost stash of cocaine said to be worth at least $2 million. Okay, that's a good premise. I think of it as massive asshole who complains he had to downsize from his big house and many cars and boats to a simpler life, admitting to committing drug crimes with several scum dealers, then makes money off this doco, talking about it all, sitting there chewing his stupid tobacco with shitty reenactment scenes played by the same goddamn people. Oh my god, I was just about to ask if it was a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Is that documentary a true story? Yes. Like, honestly, tell me. It's also hilarious how there's this one drug dealer who's, part, who's a big part of it, shields his face... So you can't see who it is, yet he's got this massive distinctive tattoo sitting there on his hand. Like, well, we're pretty sure we could figure out who you are from that. Dumbass. Two stars. Shit, so who shit was doco. It? I didn't go find out. I could be bothered. figure it out. It was th- that- Mr. Dumbass, we know who you are, and you don't know who it is. We could find out who it was. We could. Well, you just- Number 28. The tattoo hand database, do you? Yes. The internet hand- Showdown in Little database. Tokyo. Number 28. What's that? It's an old 90s film it's with Kurt Russell in it. Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. Dolph who? Lundgren? Lundgren? <laughs> Lundgren? <laughs> Lundgren? Wait, you butchered that. Drago. Drago. I must break you. Yeah, this is um shitty, generic 90s action film 
look really bad. I think it was unintentionally hilarious. I couldn't tell, though, if it was supposed to be funny or not. A bit weird. Two stars. Not a fan. Which brings me to my number 27. It is Gus Van Sant's Elephant from 2003. Gus Van Sant? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Uh, I know he's a weirdo who does bad films. Oh, you're talking about Gus Van Sant who did Good Will Hunting. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that is he guy. a weirdo who does bad films? Well, if you count Elephant as a bad film, which I do, then yes. Okay. Do you know what it's about? No. Never heard Shocker of it. you don't know what films are about. Why would you ask about? such a dumb question? It's sort of mirrored in uh, like the bowling, uh, like the Columbine school massacres. Ugh. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a like a documentary or anything. It's about several ordinary high school students go through their daily routine what? as two people prepare for something a little more malevolent. The film chronicles the events surrounding a school shooting. Oh wow! Yeah, is this one of those unintentionally? No, this film is just it's way too slow. Like the first two thirds of this is just more action? is essentially showing these kids just going to school. How old are we talking? Uh say sixteen, seventeen, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is it keeps going back to different people. You don't really you you learn a little bit about them along the way. I just I was just so bored with the with what was happening here half the time. It it did all come together at the end, but it was a bit too late by then and I yeah, I give it two stars. Okay. And we have a review here for Elephant from Joe Stevenson. Elephant is too slow and wanky. Wanky? Hmm. Fair enough. Hmm. I would have gone with Stampy. Why? Just say it. Just Simpsons, I guess. Because <laughs> there's an elephant named Stampy. Yeah, very good. There you oh, go. Well, you, you look like you didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, on to my number 26 is the remake of Child's Play. something and I need you to believe me. I think Chucky did something. Oh, nice. How was it? I well, I just watched the other seven. Do you think Chucky maybe films. that affected your enjoyment of it? No. Because then why did you start out with, well, I just watched seven other Chucky films. <laughs> so I was really wanting to watch this. In all honesty, the whole Child's Play franchise is, is light years better than the Friday the 13th franchise. I think there's only maybe three of the seven that I wouldn't recommend. Four of them were enjoyable and decent enough. This one, adding to that, is not. How's Marky Mark? What? Mark Hamill. You're probably the first person to ever call Mark Hamill Marky Mark. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Maybe he calls himself Marky Mark. Uh, I, don't I am the original Marky Mark. <laughs> I didn't even realise it was him until what? I checked later. <sighs> you know why? Because I'd watched seven Child's Play films prior. Surely you would have recognised it from all the DC movies you've been mm, watching. Nah. But yeah, this is a new remake for the new generation. And while this film has one or two well-placed kills... Wasn't a fan of the way Chucky came about in this one. In the original, he's come in from some voodoo curse. Here, he's actually just made through a chip in the in the factory from from some disgruntled worker who got fired. Like, well, I'll show these guys. Puts in a couple of codes, and now the dollars has evil uh, things, which you probably wouldn't put that that capability on a chip to start with to disengage the violent tendencies. Yeah, probably not. Adding to the fact that the kid in this one is actually thirteen as opposed to the six year old in the first one. As well as Chucky's reasoning for actually going evil, it actually just all felt very, very watered down. And all the humans really just background noise and forgettable, except for Andy, the kid. He's pretty prominent, but everyone else is just nothing. Andy's the kid with yeah. the toys. Yeah, he is. Does uh, Chucky have a little Andy on his boot? 
Have you seen any of the posters for Child's Play? Because it came out right at that same time as Toy Story 4, and no. it is literally Chucky destroying the toys from Toy Story 4. What? Yeah, you never actually see it's it's slight reference, like you see like a smashed uh piggy bank ham. Like piggy oh. bank yeah, yeah. Like a you see like a, cool. a woody hand like just dragged on blood and all that sort of shit. Oh. Yeah. That was good. That's that's that, the poster series was probably better than the film because this is two stars. Moving on to my number twenty-five film, another new film. Yesterday, this was my last gig. If it has happened by now, it's like a miracle. Miracles happen. <laughs> what happened? Oh. Electricity flicked off all over the world. She. <laughs> Yesterday, Ellie bought you a present. All my troubles seem wow. so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. When did you write that? I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. The Beatles. Who? Oh, really? I was hoping this would be good. It's not. It's an interesting concept that basically only goes surface deep. This had the potential to explore exactly how, like, the music industry would change without the Beatles, but all we get is jokes that are like, oh, who are the Beatles? Who are the Beatles? That's awesome, though. I really like the trailer. Once. It's funny once, but if when they keep doing it, I'm like, okay, it's funny once. Are you once. a Beatles fan? I'm a Beatles fan, and I really was hoping that they would show did you more hear, repercussions. Did you hear Hey Jude? That's a good one. Yes, you hear all the songs. All the songs. But You've also got a lot of Ed Sheeran in this film. Oh, what? I thought you said you saw a trailer. Oh, I mean, it was a while ago. Yeah, Ed Sheeran is in this a lot, as Ed Sheeran. Oh, no. Yeah, super annoying. As well as the romantic relationship was pretty frustrating along the way too. Overall, I'm just pretty disappointed where the film takes the idea with all the different and better ways it could have gone. So, unfortunately, it gets two stars from me. Ouch. Okay, we have a couple of reviews here for yesterday. First one from the Pete and Fran podcast. Yesterday was incredibly average. Got the same amount of enjoyment out of it as I get from just listening to Beatles songs. And another one from regular contributor Corey Tatum. It's a great Beatles jukebox rom-com that I fell in love with. I love the direction and cinematography. Lily James and Himish Patel are so lovable. Lily James is in it. Yeah, she is. She's the main lead, the the love interest. Is she the uh, Downton chick? Yes. I like Lily James. Is it? Is she the Cinderella? Yes, she's the baby driver. Okay. <laughs> I think that is her. Who's the other one we were thinking of? I don't know. We're thinking of multiple people here. Lily James. There's Lily Collins. That's not her. I think it is Lily James. Yeah, I think so. Um, the direction, Danny Boyle. How was it? It's not. I, I didn't like it. Didn't boil over for you? Wow, is that... <laughs> that's what you were doing. That's what you think you about this whole time. Anyway, you butted in on Corey's bloody review here. Sorry, Corey. My only negative is that the film doesn't dive far enough into the impact and influence of the Beatles being missed. Four and a half stars. Damn. Nice. And our last one here from Will Brooks. Yesterday was totally endearing and a wonderful movie in the most mediocre of ways. Oh, Dean was getting there. I was like, okay, maybe you're in the minority here, Hendo, but no, okay. Everything about it was lovely and I've already forgotten most of it. I like lovely. Do you like forgetting things? Well, oh, forget of course you do. Anyway. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, mate, on to my number 24, and it is the DC animated film from this year, Justice League versus The Fatal Five. You seen this one yet? No, I haven't heard of it. You heard of The Fatal Five? Is that like- oh, I'm asking you- The if- Secret Seven or the- I don't know. Sensitive- You eight. never heard of The Fatal Five in DC lore? Oh, Fantastic Four? This no. must be an obscure film then if you haven't heard of them. Yeah, who Who is it? I don't know. 
<laughs> Can you name one of the five? Starboy. Is he the most? Yes. Wow. No, I don't know him. Well, I know Beast Boy and Starfire. Starboy is the star of this film. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's a joke for you. Why don't I, why don't I leave that for you? you know, was, how did you not pick that up? It's a joke. How did you not pick that one up? As soon as I'm into Starboy, you're like, is he the star? God. No, you no. lift, lift your game, I, mate. I only deal with the best <laughs> of the best. <laughs> anyway, the Justice League are all right in this film, but the villains I could not care less about. Nothing else of note, really. It is a bit on the forgettable side. Two and a half. Okay, mate, number 23. It's a documentary again. Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. You heard about Minimalism. No, I have not. Is it a documentary? Yeah, I'm talking about the theory of minimalism. Oh, I know what minimalism is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well then, that's fine. I don't have to explain it to you then. What I like about this film- Maybe, maybe some of our listeners don't, Hendo. Well, you know what? Actually, you haven't really talked so much during this section, so why don't you explain what minimalism is? Well, I feel I'm at a disadvantage having not just watched a film called Minimalism. I watched this like my, two weeks ago. My understanding of minimalism is basically having as little as possible in life. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So what I liked about this film is the actual concept of minimalism is interesting and it would be one that I probably would never be able to do. No, of course not. Even in extreme circumstances like I don't think you like it just it'd be weird I couldn't do it. Could you? I don't think you can do it with kids. Yeah, pretty much. Like you need that much crap. You with need kids. space. Like there's no way. I would if I was a single bachelor, I would I would probably look No, nah, I mean who am I kidding? I'd have even more toys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, but what I didn't like about this documentary is that it focuses more on these two guys that are talking about how they've, you know, become minimal- minimalists, and it talks less about minimalism in general. And I didn't care about these two random guys. So, okay. Yeah, two and a half for me. On to my number twenty-two, which is Carnage. Is that out? Carnage from two thousand eleven. Oh, I thought it was a Venom sequel. <laughs> of course you did. Have you heard of Carnage? This movie, uh, starring Kate Winslet and Jodie Foster Spider-Man and Christoph villain? Waltz and John C. Riley. No. Directed by Roman Polanski, didn't realise until after I watched the film. Uh, unlucky. It's, it's about two married couples who get into an argument after one of their kids hits the other parent's kids with a stick. And it's essentially all in one room discussing what they're going to do with the situation. And it, you know, it boils down. Does it? Danny boils down? No, it doesn't, dickhead. <laughs> Whatever. I, I didn't like this film. It's two and a half stars. Uh there's some little bits and pieces of good uh, character interaction and a couple of good acting performances here, but overall, it's quite forgettable. Sounds boring as fuck. Yeah, don't watch it. Yeah. Okay, on to number 21, and it is a new film from this year. It's called The Hummingbird Project. Nice. You heard of this one? No. no. stars Jesse Eisenberg and Alexander Skarsgård and Selma Hayek, and it's about a pair of high-frequency traders go up against their old boss in an effort to make millions in a fiber-optic cable deal. Sounds riveting, yeah? Juicy. No. There's so much movie you can get out of a story about people competing in measurements of milliseconds and digging holes and technical jargon that my mind can't wrap around. I'm obviously joking. This The film did – in all fairness, the film – You thought I was serious. Oh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, yeah, you can, can't you? You can make so much out of a movie. Honestly, the film did its best with what it was showing us. But overall, I was generally disinterested. I think the best thing about it was Jesse Eisenberg. He was pretty good, but everything else was just so middling. So two and a half, take it or leave it. Your choice. You know what I'm going to choose. Take it. You're going to take it. (laughs) Of course you are. I will leave it. Number 20 is 1941's The Wolfman. Okay. Yeah, I was going through these old black and white horror films recently. Is that one with Jack Nicholson? No, that's Wolf. Also not possible because it was 1941. You know I saw the Benicio Del Toro one at the cinemas? Remember that one? 
That came and went kind really of. quick. Yeah. Anyway, this one was probably the weakest of these old black and white horror films I've seen recently. It just didn't resonate with me. It felt a bit slow. The ending was good, but it took a bit to get there. So it's a two and a half for me. I think it's my first non-recommend for some of these films. Okay, we have a review here for The Wolfman from Mackenzie Lambert. The Wolfman was one of the great universal horror entries. Lon Chaney Jr. gives a great performance as the tortured Lawrence Talbot. All right, moving into my number 19 film, which is Locke. Have you seen Locke? Yeah. What do you think of it? It's good. No, it's not. Oh, my mistake. Sorry. <laughs> Shut no, your mouth. Go back to silence. That's no, good. I think uh, three stars I'd probably give it. Nah, it's two and a half for me. Oh, I was way off then. Yeah, you were. Well, your two and a half is good. Mine is not. And while I think Tom Hardy is once again a one-man revelation in this film, almost everything else about this film kind of bored me. I think the conversations with his wife and kids were the best bits as they felt genuine and quite powerful. However, the job, concrete stuff, and the hospital parts, they were just lacking so much and just dropped my interest completely during the film, which is a shame. And yeah, like I said, two and a half stars. Which moves me to my number 18 film, which is another documentary. It is Chasing Ice. Is this a drug movie or a figure skating movie? <laughs> it's an iceberg movie. Iceberg? Yeah, the old Arctic, the Antarctic. Nice. Did you say chasing? Yeah. Surely they don't move that fast, do they? Well, this is basically about identifying global warming and what is happening to all our ice capades and how they leave cameras there for a long period of time and then they show like the big time lapse of just all these icebergs just melting away and you know we got to stop doing this and save you know stop global warming and all that and while i did like the awesome breathtaking shots and the interesting time lapse that we're showing it, it could have had a bit more to say like ways to help what we could do to prevent this all we get is this side story about the the main guy in it and his injury which i didn't give a shit about i didn't care about this guy i'm more concerned about these icebergs getting melted but they never gave us things of oh this is how what we can do to prevent so, this or, having watched it are you concerned with the icebergs melting yes i am but i'd like to i would have liked to know what to do about it moving on to my number 17 which is mistress america noah baumbach film you know that guy no no I'm not going to bother with it then. To be honest, this film, it's just, it's one of those fast talking, you know, smart talking films where everyone is just super geniuses and they don't talk like normal people talk. So I just, I couldn't care less about the film, really. Like, it, there is some very interesting script usage here, but I just didn't believe any of the characters in the film. Like, it's a smart script. That's why it, it's not like a. What's it about? It's about a lonely college freshman in New York who is rescued from her solitude from a stepsister, her soon-to-be stepsister, who entangles her in alluringly mad schemes. Noah Baumbach is the guy who did the Marowitz stories, the Marowitz stories, mm -hmm. and this is Greta Gerwig. She's the main, or the second lead. She's the adventurous uh, stepsister coming in. And it's just, the whole thing is just a lot of talking, but it's just stuff from like, what are you saying? Like, people don't talk like this. This is clearly, this is clearly, like, it's obviously a smart script, but- it's not real. I know that people don't talk like this. It's it's the way it's Have delivered. Have you ever considered that you don't know everyone and that maybe there are people somewhere that This talk like is this? clearly a script written over a long period of time with plenty of time to figure out what they're going to say. It's two and a half stars for me. I didn't like it. All right, it's time to get into my number 16 film, which is 1957's Old Yeller. Whoa. What what compelled you to watch this? It's an old Disney classic. Sat it, down with the kids it, and watched it. Is it a tearjerker? I wish it was more of a tearjerker, honestly. It is a fun enough old classic family film. I think the younger son character got super annoying after a while too. But overall, it is quite lighthearted with some strong tone changes towards the end, which boosted up for me. It's still worth a watch. I'd give it three stars. My first recommend. Okay, here we go. The good stuff. Yes, we are. On to my number 15. It's a film that you recommended I watch. It's Made in Britain. 
What is it? Well, like before, you haven't said much. Why don't you explain what the film's about? Made in Britain stars a young Tim Roth doing angry British rebel stuff. Pretty much. Yep. And I say all three stars go to him. Did you watch it on YouTube? Yes, I did. Saw that it was free to watch over there, so I popped on and it's a very short film, so of course, oh, yeah, I watched so it. so short. Yeah. And honestly, he's the best thing of this film and he's- I mean, there's- Yeah. The rest, the rest of it, honestly, is not fantastic, but I- How cheap does it look? Super, super cheap. Yeah. Really cheap. But I'd recommend you watch it just- Just for him. Yeah. Just for him. Yeah, I absolutely. Agree. Three stars. On to my number 14 film, which is The Fits. And I'm, I'm certain that you haven't heard about this film, Dean- so it's about an 11-year-old tomboy who, while training at the gym, becomes entranced with a dance group. And as she struggles to fit in, she finds herself caught up in the danger as the group begins to suffer from fainting spells and other violent fits. And what I liked about it is that it gives us a very well-developed main character and she gets a solid arc, a lot of conflicting paths, and I really enjoyed following her story here. What brings it down is that it's, it's overall, it's just fine. There's, nothing, there's no, like, big wows or anything. Like, it was very consistent. So it's a three-star film for me. Very good. That brings me to my number 13, which is a film we just did a bonus episode on, and that is Spider-Man Far From Home. And you can go check out that episode over on our feed, for sure. For sure. For sure indeed, Hendo. And I'm certain that one of your films, your three films you're talking about, is that one. Ah, correct, Amundo. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get to you soon. My number 12 is Chronicle. That's a good film. It is a good film. I saw it only once, I think about when it came out, and mm. I... Yeah, I thought I thought quite highly of it when I saw it. It was an interesting mix of superhero found footage, really, with some average CGI effects that lowered it for me. Still, it is good acting from the three leads, and I like where the story ends up going, so I'd give it a three and a half. Check it out. Also, it did bother me how no one ever dropped the camera in this movie once. They're talking about superheroes flying around, filming each other. Surely, someone would have dropped something at one point. They're superheroes. It's not just them filming though. There they are other superhero. There are human grip. beings who are filming too in superhero this. Superhero grip, Hendo. That's not one of their talents. Number eleven for me is Blue Jay. You heard of Blue Jay? Uh, is that the the Here we go. Here final we go. Here of we go. the Hunger Games franchise? No, uh, no, I haven't heard of it. Blue Jay is from the crew that did Paddleton. Oh, I really like Paddleton. Yeah, it's got Mark Duplass in it again. He's with Sarah Paulson. I don't think I like Sarah Paulson. Yeah, she's she's an interesting actress, isn't she? Not really. <laughs> she bores me. Point taken. Maybe if she was interesting, I'd like her more. So the plot of this film is, while meeting by chance when they return to their tiny California hometown, two former high school sweethearts reflect on their shared past. Oh, that sounds really good. Very before sunset kind of film. Nice. I'd get behind that. There's definitely some solid chemistry here between Sarah Paulson and Mark Duplass. It is quite funny at times. It's very emotional at others and... It is an overall good movie that won't take up too much of your time. Short film. I think you might like it. Yeah. It sounds like something I'd like. All right. Into my top 10. And we have Obvious Child. And I'm going to say what this is about because Dean's giving me a look once again. It's about an immature, newly unemployed comic who must navigate the murky waters of adulthood after her fling with a graduate student results in an unplanned pregnancy. Sounds uh, heavy. It is at times, but it is one of those sort of new age New York kind of hipster movies. Ah, so right up your alley then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where to go from that. I think it is a, a you know a witty comedy about a very serious topic. Jenny Slate is the lead here, and she puts on a pretty decent performance, showing some solid growth and, de- and development in her character as the film progresses. And I give this some uh, extra points because Richard Kind is in it as well, and that guy's awesome. Cool. So three and a half. We're getting there. We are. Number nine, which is the first film the patrons have given me here, it is The Machinist. 
surprised you hadn't watched this yet. Yeah, I was surprised myself about a lot of those films that I haven't watched. But we're getting there. I liked it. I've only seen it once, and I liked it when I watched it. It's It's a pretty good thriller that kept the questions flying quite consistently, causing me to almost be as tripped out as Trevor was in the film. Christian Bale, who puts in a solid performance, obviously his physical transformation is the biggest thing to come out of this film. Yeah, it's ridiculous what he did. Wow, you didn't go for the pun. His physical transformation is the biggest thing to come out of this film. I'm disappointed in you. What? What's the pun? Because he's so goddamn small and skinny in this film. So how does that work if- Oh, shut up. This is why I look after the jokes (laughs) and you look after the movies. I really set you up there. I thought you were going to go for it. But yeah, it is insane to see how far this guy goes for a role sometimes. You've you've, Look at him here. Look at him like American Hustle when he's packed on the pounds. He's ridiculous. Honestly, the the craziest thing is that after this, he did Batman Begins and was huge in it. Hmm. But overall, the film kept me intrigued. Trying to figure out the answers. I guess in the end, it did finish on, I guess, a light slap rather than a gut punch. But it's still pretty decent overall, and I give it three and a half stars. Okay, my number eight is Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. So, cinemas. It's a good film. I have no idea. You can't remember? No. Of course you can't. No, I sat down with the kids. Had a bunch of laughs with this one. I really, I enjoy Wallace and Gromit and all the films they've done. I just enjoy its lightheartedness and playfulness. I had a good time, and the kids loved it too. Three and a half from me. So you want... That's exactly right. And we have a review for Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, from the F1 Everything podcast. I always thought The Curse of the Were-Rabbit was nowhere near as good as the three original Wallace and Gromit shorts, but after re-watching it not that long ago, I was mistaken. Were-Rabbit is brilliant. I wish they'd bring those characters back. It would be a money spinner. And that brings me into my number seven film, which is the other film the patrons gave me to watch, Attack the Block. So it was good. It was good. You heard of this one? No. Why do I bother? (laughs) Asking you. I may as well just tell you what it is. It's about a teen gang in a grim South London housing estate. Oh, that is grim. It's grim, bruv. It's it's so much of that. (laughs) Really? There's so much. There's such a thick London accent they got going here. Uh, They must team up with other residents to protect their neighborhood from a terrifying alien invasion. And this one works very well. Hmm. It's got a young John Boyega, pre-Star Wars in it. He's the main guy here. It's got Nick Frost in it. I was just thinking it sounds very World's End. I actually think this came out the same year, 2011. Okay. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. It's good fun. Quite violent at points too. I didn't expect it to be this violent. Like it's mainly a comedy, but when some of the these characters get killed, I'm like, holy shit. Like brutal. Quite a funny film, good action in it. I didn't I recommend it. Three and a half. Which moves me to my number six film. And that is Once. Yeah. I saw you gave this a decent rating. Three and a half. Pretty sure you gave it three and a half. Maybe yeah, a th- maybe a three. Maybe three. Yeah. So for me, once Music's great, isn't it? It it had a lot to live up to compared to Sing Street, not John, oh, John Carney's other film. Honestly, it's yeah. not in the same. Didn't hit those tier. heights at all. No. It's still really good, though. It, it boasts some very impressive original songs. They're really, really good. I enjoyed listening to those. It's got this low-budget feel that works perfect for the film, and it's got a really good relationship between the two leads here. And in a short runtime that doesn't overstay its welcome, you've got a thoroughly enjoyable, heartfelt film. Hmm. Okay, we have a review here for once from Kate. Once is one of my favourite movies of all time. It basically jump-started my love for Irish film and proves you can make an amazing movie with no money. I love Glenn Hansard. His music is amazing and there is no one else like him. High praise for Once. And another one here from Dudes Ilyasova. I could watch Once on repeat more than A Star Is Born. I have nothing against A Star Is Born, but Once is so amazing. hate A Star Is Born. <laughs> but Once is just so amazing and criminally underrated. All right, we're down to five. You've got three slash two to talk about. We can talk about one of those now. My number five. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. You can be the best-selling artist in America if you desire. I was trying to do something bold. Why are you still something flashy? Can you even play the piano in those? 
Let him know who you are. And just don't kill yourself with drugs. So how does it feel to be a star? It's never gonna last. Let's just enjoy it while we can. First sleeping arrangements, Kate, all of this is gone. I just hope you realise you're choosing a life of being alone forever. Don't you want to just sing without this ridiculous paraphernalia? People don't pay to see Reg White. They pay to see Elton John. Sorry. I know. Did you know it was a musical? Not as much as I was. I did not realise it was a musical. Mm. I thought it was more Bohemian Rhapsody-ish. You know, did where- it make it better or worse for you? I admit at the start it made it worse, but mm-hmm. it really grew on me. Mm-hmm. The musical stuff, I don't know, it, it worked. It actually made this film original. Yes. And more appealing and more exciting, like how they're going to present what they're showing. It wasn't just your generic Bohemian Rhapsody, Walk the Line. Now, I really like Walk the Line, but those standard music biopics. Yeah. Um, the, it definitely had its own feel. And the, I, the music, while obviously it is Elton John's, all of Elton John's songs, Every time they play a song of this, it fits perfect to the situation or to the mood, where he's at in his life. It worked fantastic. Like, I really didn't get bothered with the songs at all. Like, when it first came like, like, you said it started at oh, first. Musical yeah. Element yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I, like, okay. I thought, I thought maybe the kid stuff went on a little too long. I was sort of like, all right, let's get to- Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, thank you. Um, what do you think of him? Yeah, really good. Yeah. Really good. There's points where he looked very, like- very, very similar to Elton John. See, I, I don't. I'm not a big Elton John fan. I don't know much about him at all. So for this film, I was genuinely learning from it. So I hope it's accurate. <laughs> but for me, the, honestly, one of the biggest things from watching this is I had no idea how many songs that I know mm. were Elton John. I was just like, a song would come on, and I was watching it with Brit, and I was like, oh my god, I know this song, and I'd start <laughs> singing the lyrics. Yeah. And, and, like, she didn't know these songs like I did, and I really like Elton John. <laughs> I never- He's done his job. I had no idea I liked Elton John. Yeah. And I do. I'm obviously, I'm a bigger Elton John fan than you, and when they started playing the songs, I'm like, yeah, classic Elton John. Love this song. Love this song. All the songs are like, yeah, fucking love this song. Hmm. It's a great movie. It's. It, I think it got very- there's a bit of uh, magical and mysticism in some parts of this movie where he's like doing, he, he must be dreaming and things happen. Where he like looks like he's flying. I didn't mind that stuff. I, did, I actually didn't like that stuff. I didn't mind it at all. I it is like, the weakest oh God, point, but what are I, they doing? It didn't, I didn't bother me. I thought, okay, this is his feeling at the, at the point in his life. And it was fine. It didn't, didn't overstay its welcome for me. Well, I understand, like, you see photos and stuff. At the end of like real, as album. you do with all yeah, true stories. And yeah. believe me, I like that stuff. Yeah. I really like seeing, you know, the real stuff and then the photo at the end. Actually, you know what? I think the best use of that photo at the end ever has been in a film. Nah, just tell me. Blow right at the end. I was never going to say that. Yeah, I, I know. But right at the end, you get this picture of him. It really killed me. Um, but no, Rocket Man, surprisingly good. Absolutely. All right, we've got a review here from Louis Ream. Where the Mercury failed to rise to the occasion, Rocket Man was both behemoth and rhapsodic, rhapsodic in its portrayal of the takeoff and landing of Elton John's yellow brick road to success. But I fear Malik's undeserved Oscar win for his synchronised Freddy act will spoil it for Edgerton. Great review. And I think for sure you're right. Yeah, I unfortunately have to agree. I think you're right too. That uh, it's probably going to taint it. Yeah, I agree. Unfairly. 
Okay, my number four is a new film that's just come out recently. It's called The Mustang. Is it about a car? No, it's about a horse. Named Mustang? It's a The horse is a Mustang. There's a breed of a horse. Named Mustang. The story like the is, while participating in a rehabilitation program training wild Mustangs, a convict at first struggles to connect with the horse and his fellow inmates, but he learns to confront his violent past oh, as he sues an especially feisty horse. No, I'm telling you, this, this was sounds, great. This sounds rider levels of boring. Between all these horse dramas coming out recently, like Lean on Pete and The Rider, The Mustang is easily, easily the best. Great performance from Matthias Schoenartz and some really good-looking cinematography. It's also a pretty decent prison drama as well with a great character arc and relationship symmetry between Roman and his wild Mustang. This is a highlight of 2019 so far for me. Four stars. Great film. All right, we're into three. Do you want to go here? All right, my number three is Rocket Man already talked about it this is what happens <laughs> back to you <laughs> right my number three is sexy beast okay i've never seen sexy beast do you know what it's about though? do you know who's in it you know Ian shane is in it obviously i know ben kingsley is in it ben kingsley oh my god that guy is amazing in this film he is this is the this is the guy from schindler's list the guy from gandhi he is a, a terrifying a, motherfucker in this yeah, film as he is in iron man 3 mm, I, I think you need to watch the rest of that film I was very entertained for this whole film. It's a decent blend of action, suspense, thrills, and comedy as well. Like I said, Ben Kingsley, he's the fucking man here. Scary as shit. I honestly had no idea what was going to unfold as this film went on. See, for me, this is very much a me judging a book by its cover. And you're looking at the name of the movie. The poster, the, the name of the movie. Do you know what it's about at all? No. And honestly, I'd rather you didn't tell me because I probably will watch it from this. Definitely watch it. If you're it. saying it's really good, I'll, I'll check it out because I know when it came out, I remember seeing like really strong reviews for it. Um, it's just terrible name, terrible poster. I just, it never appealed to me. The fact that I had no idea what was going to unfold as the film went on, it kept me in this slight uncomfortable level, which was, it was great. Got to give shout outs to Ray Winston and Ian McShane who put on really good performances, but Ben Kingsley, he just steals the show. It's, it's a great film. It's four stars. Nice. All right, are we just clearing out your number two? For- oh, yep, no. My number two oh. is Spider-Man, Far From Home. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, listen to our bonus episode, etc., etc. Back cool. to you, Hendo. My number two is a documentary. Oh, really? As is my number one. Oh, okay. What do my you number two is The King of Kong, A Fish Full of Quarters. Nice. God, this is so good. Hilarious. The fact that this is a true story and these people are actually people and they act like this it is hilarious. It's it is a it is a funny story as well. About, it's really about people just trying to set the Donkey Kong High School. But these people, it is ridiculous. As someone who has watched hours and hours of people on YouTube trying to you know break speedrun mm-hmm. records on old Mario games and all that sort of stuff, I feel like I would legitimately enjoy this. You would. It, it's so funny. It's so great. It's a, it's a decent story too. Like if you like you said you you watch some of the stuff you would understand what's going on but my god these these people they're like cartoon villains this one guy <laughs> it's it's so funny you gotta watch it great movie four stars okay that brings us to our number one yes it does and yeah. i know it I is know. the same film i know it's the same film it's a film i mentioned briefly at the end of the last episode i asked you to watch it and thankfully you did i did because it is the documentary at the heart of gold inside the usa gymnastics scandal terrible title doesn't matter. Wow. What a fucking gun punch this is. Wow. This is so incredibly powerful. It is chilling. It is sickening. It, it is a horror documentary that everyone needs to see. It just, it covers, I mean, how much, 
are we going to say what this yeah, documentary is about? Honestly, I, I knew nothing. I just knew it was about a gymnastic scandal. Yeah, me too. And obviously this is a true story. It's a documentary about a big incident that happened in the USA Gymnastics about one of the doctors there who was found out to be abusing all the young gymnasts over many, many, many years. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, like I had no knowledge about it and it shed so much light on what went on, every element, without sensationalising it, mm. without, you know, going for cheap, cheap tear-jerky moments. Like, it really wasn't like that at all. And obviously, you're the same as me here, someone with two daughters that just it hit that... That extra gut punch, they're like, holy shit. Like- Crazy. It's one of these films that, again, like I actually put on late, fully expecting to fall asleep mm. and just couldn't go to sleep after. I was so awake. It's truly baffling how the depraved acts that this that occur in this film just get looked over or shielded away from everyone for mm. so many years. Well, it's a world, it's, honestly, it's a world that w- we used to live in and I really feel like it's changing. It absolutely is. I with, think- with, the, with the hashtag Me Too movement. All this Me Too stuff and- it's great that it's changing. And what I love about this film is that even though it's telling this story about this guy who has abused children, its main purpose is not, all right, everyone, let's, let's throw, you know, let's throw shit at this guy. This guy's a monster. All no. That. That's not the purpose of this film. The purpose of this film is to try and educate people so that mistakes like this don't happen again. It also shows the empowerment of all these women that were abused over their time because there's obviously a lot of, there's there's a lot of courtroom scenes as well. They show the trial and and all, and all that sort of the, stuff. The courtroom stuff's amazing. It's it's fantastic. This is essential viewing for 2019. It doesn't hold back at all. It will make you uncomfortable and horrified, but it needs to be seen in the hopes that it just gives people the courage and the power to speak up because this film is absolutely amazing. It's four and a half for me. Yeah, four and a half for me too. And that's going to do it. It is. It's a nice ending there. It Finally is. got to have a chat about a movie. Yes. Usually what happens at the end of a at the end of a, an episode, <laughs> isn't it? But that's going to do it. Thank you to KT and Odie for your awesome guest spot on Pod 23. Yeah, had a lot of fun talking to you guys. So thanks again for coming on. And it'll be interesting to see what that draft result looks like. A little nervous, I must say. I'm very nervous. Yeah. I think considering it's a popular vote, I would probably take their list over ours. How dare you? I would take mine for personal preference, but I think theirs will win. Got to have faith. I think we're going to win. Do you really? Uh, just, I'm just saying it. I'm having no. faith. <laughs> All right, next week, we're back with The Lion King, the original, 1994. And at that point, we'll also give out our bonus episode of the new Lion King remake when that comes out. So be sure to check that one out. But until then, thank you very much for checking out the episode. And we will see you next week for The Lion King. Bye. Bye.